0: Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there.
1: But also, babies are different. Every baby is different. You know, some are more cooperative than others. You get the confidence from the cooperative babies and then have some struggles (laughs) in the next one. Oh, (laughs) yeah.
0: And it's like when you have like that series of like five like rough sessions, you're like, I'm throwing in the towel. This is awful. I'm I'm done. done." (laughs) (laughs) Find another job. (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but you know, we all get those, and I think that's one thing that our new photographer listeners sometimes maybe forget is like, you know, even someone who's been doing it as long as we have, we get those bad days too, and yeah. those rough sessions. And it, like, you're not unique, and you don't suck. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJaso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. I am super excited to dive into today's conversation with Sissy Wang. She specializes in newborn and cake smash photography, Her studio is located in Thornley in a two-story commercial building. She's been doing photography for six years now, and this is her third year of doing full-time with her team of five. She moved from a business owner of Running Everything to now only shooting sessions and creating social media content. She also teaches newborn workshops around the globe to help aspiring photographers chasing their dreams. I've had the pleasure of watching her on social media for the last couple of years, and I am so excited because she taught last year for us for the Milky Way, and she is returning again for the online newborn retreat happening in January of 2023.
1: Sissy, welcome! Oh, thank you. Thanks, Lisa, for inviting me to this show. Thanks so much again to teaching Milky Way newborn retreat.
0: We're so happy to have you. So tell us who you are and what you're passionate about.
1: So apparently I'm a newborn photographer now. I'm a full-time <laughs> photographer, which is a surprise. And I've never thought of that before six or seven years ago. I started my job as a landscape architect as a graduate. So I, I did about or two or three years and then I got pregnant. So I gave up that job to have my babies and started having photography as a hobby to raise my child, you know, and also capture his growth. Yeah, so I got carried away. I love it. So do you find that having a background in architecture,
0: you find that you use that in your photography much?
1: Absolutely. So I've always been like doing any kind of creative things any artistic arts related projects anything that related to art will inspire me so Mm. having the architecture background or design background it helped me to have the eyes to see what is good and what is not and what I like and what I don't So I have a very, I suppose, unique style, the style that is me to start with. And I stick to my style and I carry it on. I love that. I think that as beginning newborn photographers, especially
0: when you're first getting started, it is so easy to get overwhelmed with all the different ways you can be a newborn photographer. So how did you find your style and niche down into what really you love and what works for you?
1: So I don't know, maybe I was influenced by some photographers that they started doing newborn a little bit earlier than me and their styling is like incorporating home decor elements and flowers, uh, those natural elements into their newborn sessions. So putting those little babies next to those flowers and basking and that kind of thing that really gives me you know that kind of look that I really want to achieve in my own work as well so that's how I got started Mm. then in terms of very specific styling I sort of like discover my way along the go
0: yeah yeah it's funny like I think I'm the same way is I didn't actually realize I had a style until I actually looked at my body of work for a few years and I was like oh actually, I do have a
1: style. Exactly, yeah. This is what I do. I didn't realize until like four or five years later and people are saying like, even without your logo or your watermark on your pictures, we can still recognize your style. I know that's your photos. I'm like, oh, okay, wow. Even up till now, the photos I shoot like outdoor or just some random, I don't know, food pictures, people will say, oh, that's your style. Yeah, we can tell, yeah.
0: I love that. So, obviously, having children drew you to your newborn photography. But how did you know you wanted to niche specifically in the newborn genre and the cake smash genre?
1: Newborn. I suppose I didn't initially. Initially, I just wanted to photograph kids. I didn't even know newborn is the niche. It <laughs> uh, existed, but since I was having a six-year, I mean, six-month-old toddler, relatively yeah. small. So I was within those mom's group with very little very small babies yeah. so who want to have their babies' photos taken so I started in that kind of time that I was capturing friends and referrals the friends friends babies yeah that's how I got just to start with those little babies and all toddler photos then um, in terms of cake smash it wasn't until I Quite a few years later, because obviously my newborns have grown up, they they want the photos being taken to. And also on my social media, I have grown quite a bit of audience. People who missed out their newborns want to have their birthday photos taken, so they come to me. And I wanted to create something unique to them. But of course, they are different to the newborns. So I create some different styling in the cake smash niche to fit that age group my journey was very similar I
0: started my photography business when my son was about six months old and I specifically went niche not knowing that niche was a thing only because I was terrified of children over the age of 18 months I was like I don't know how to deal with those kids so I don't want to. <laughs> so I end up I end up niching from the beginning of my business and then expanding to eventually do cake smash and then older children and families. But I'm actually it's funny I'm in, I'm in this spot in my business where I'm actually niching back down just to do newborn and maternity again. So it's just it's so funny how like your season of life can affect what you do in your business yeah. and how you relate to your clients too. So yeah, that, absolutely. Yes, yeah. So how long do you feel before you actually started to feel confident in your newborn sessions?
1: It wasn't until three years ago. So I'm up to six uh, six and a half years, about three and a half years ago. It was a lot of struggles. It's always some kind of struggles every session. Some babies are more cooperative than others, and some are younger than or maybe older than others. So there's always some struggles but in the in terms of the first kind of struggle is always most likely maybe the rapping yeah. because you don't know what the baby is like they have their own language you couldn't re- read their languages in the first maybe a couple of years but after a few practice, you kind of like know what you need to do if the baby doesn't do this. So how do you move along if you can't make the baby to fit into this fo- workflow? So I kind of like the first two years was my practice and I kind of like start to read baby's language and I try to discover my own workflow that can um, at least guarantee some photos. So about two or three years, that kind of practice makes me a bit more confident in terms of, of getting a successful newborn session. Yeah, I love that
0: because I think a lot of the times when newborn photographers or new photographers wanting to get into the newborn photography genre, they think that they should be confident within, you know, a couple months or, you know, five no. or six sessions. And it really is not like that. And like for yeah, me personally... It's- it was like 100 babies in and I was like, you know, I might feel like I've mastered a couple poses at this point. But like it probably wasn't at least until like three or 400 babies that I felt like I knew what I was doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of gets you. Like if if the baby doesn't do the way how you want it, you kind of like feel, oh, am I doing something wrong? And you get confused. What do I do? So you you have to have the confidence of course along the way and to see to find your way along the go but also, babies are different. Every baby is different. You know, some are more cooperative than others. You get the confidence from the cooperative babies and then have yeah. some struggles in the <laughs> next one. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and it's like when you have like
0: th- that series of like five like rough sessions, you're like, I'm throwing in the towel. This I'm is done. awful. I'm done. <laughs> Find another job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, we all we all get those, and I think that's one thing that our new photographer listeners sometimes maybe forget is like we, you know, even someone who's been doing it as long as we have, we get those bad days too. Yeah, and those rough sessions, and it, like you're not unique, and you don't suck.
1: Yes, it's just it's not just the baby themselves; they talk, they can't talk. There's also some factors that you could consider from the parent side too. Some parents are more, I suppose, open-minded than others, whereas some might be more, they have their own mind on how to have the baby, how to prepare the baby, how they want to feed the baby, anything very small that could specifically impact on your session. Yeah. yeah so yeah there are really yeah. a lot of factors you could consider into your session yeah. whether it will contribute into a successful session. So, yeah, there's obstacles, of course, but um but the main thing is how you lead the session or how you grow as a photographer. yeah, mm. I agree. I think it's so important, especially there's been
0: times when um like grandparents have come in for the sessions and yeah. Grandmothers definitely have their opinions on how we should be handling their grandchildren and are quite vocal about it. <laughs> oh, of course. It can really throw you in your session. Yeah. So, like, just standing in your power and your strength and knowing that you know what you're doing. And that's just – that was one lesson I really had to learn.
1: Yeah, not only the grandparents, I suppose even the parents, the way how they stand yep. behind your shoulders and watching over your shoulders are having – a milk bottle and a dummy holding both hands. <laughs> that kind of eyes could make you in really intense. It's intense. And not knowing what doing is right or yeah. wrong. Yeah,
0: yeah. Especially when you're new, I think that's something that you know that we forget what we went through. But it, like we all all have to go through that process of like that scrutiny that we're getting from the parents or the grandparents, and just like yeah. Breathe through it. Breathe through it. Yeah, You're practicing. Know your poses. Yeah, and the
1: way how they say, "Do you need help?" That kind of yes. gets you, right? <laughs> I know. And then you right? keep on saying, "That's alright. <laughs> Sit down and relax." We got it. It's okay. I got this. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, what I found actually too. is when when I started to introduce a spotter, like I had a spot, like a spotter or an assistant with me, mm. that really stopped that from happening as much. Right. Like it's, when I had my assistant sitting there with me it really just made life so much easier that they were like, okay, like, sh- they've got Yes,
1: this. yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a go-to trick to get toddlers to cooperate? Because they are toddlers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Every different age is different. I shoot more newborns and cake smashers 12 months then older you know 18 months or two years I prefer doing newborns more than the cake smash to be honest because cake smash could be a bit tricky when they that at that age uh, they have the stranger anxiety which is difficult to handle because you are the photographer you still have to be in there where they don't want to see you and they start to cry immediately seeing you. So that's yeah. difficult. Sometimes I have to reschedule, but it's very rare because I know even if we reschedule, they will still be the same. So we try to photograph as the way they are. So in terms of the tricks to calm some babies, I don't know, maybe just give them um, some time, some more time yeah. to relax. I don't overbook myself, so I only try to book one session a day so that I know just in case some accidents or some um, break time, a nap time or meal time or anything. So total a session, let's say a six-month-old, was supposed to be only an hour to an hour and a half. Sometimes can be stretched up to four hours because, yeah, yeah, they might need a sleep or a meal. Or a break yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, maybe the trick is to relax yourself. Just give yourself yourself plenty of time. Don't overbook. I and, yeah, you'll know if the baby is not cooperative, we'll give them a, a break, a sleep, or yeah. some food. Try to keep a distance from the baby to start with. You don't want to shock mm-hmm. the baby in the beginning and then you'll mess up the entire session to get the parents to handle the baby, to cuddle the baby, to change the baby's clothes, to put the baby down until we're ready to shoot and shoot really quickly. I try to get some smiling photos in the beginning for a very long period of time just to get a smiling photo. Then I end up having two, three hundred photos look exactly the same Then the baby (laughs) loses the temper. Then the baby doesn't want to do the second setup because we spent a lot of time in the first one. So I learned my lessons. I try to photograph very quickly, even 10, 15 minutes. I'm done with this. Then move on to the next one before the babies start to realize this is a new thing we've done already. I love it. So did you notice
0: with pandemic babies or babies that were born, like with masks in 2020 and less social contacts did you find them to be even more stranger danger
1: or stranger anxiety there might be some cases but not really that that obvious people always say that because this is a pandemic baby they don't see strangers much so they are more uh, aware but i see the way that if the baby's that kind of personality they will be afraid of strangers anyways And some babies are not, even not seeing much strangers. So, yeah, it's not really, yeah, I don't know. Parents are first-time parents. They don't see many toddlers in their lives. But to me, I see a lot. I still deal with the babies that was born in the pandemic period, but they are very happy babies. They love eating. They love the cakes. They like how to interact with strangers.
0: I love that. That's good. For, for a while there, I think it was in twenty, it was late twenty 2020, twenty, early twenty twenty one, where we were still mandated to wear masks. Trying to do a one year old session in a mask, I was like, "This is impossible." Like, no, yeah, because I, I use my face to smile and yeah, clap.
1: she can't, right? It was,
0: no, it was so hard.
1: It's hard. <laughs> it's hard for you to breathe. Hard for you to yeah. see the viewfinder if you're still looking at the viewfinder. It fogs up. Yeah. And it's half for the peop the, the baby to see your face to smile and they shock to see wearing a giant yeah. almost mask over the face. So mm-hmm. I don't do mask in my toddler I, session. Nope.
0: I miss it. I don't miss it one little bit. Neither
1: <laughs> <Right. laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, do I. So do you supply items like do you have a client closet for your clients?
1: I have only maternity closets, not with the parents' closet, no. But I give them a guide how they prepare their clothes for parents' photos. It's because I think my parents' photos are not what dominates my sessions The majority of the time we spend is the toddler only. So we spend uh, about 90% of the time for the toddlers. So we're focusing on the toddlers to get the most beautiful photos out of it. Then in terms of family photos, it's towards the end. So it's something add-on for the the package. Mm. And they would think that they're here mainly. Even some don't want to photograph their family photos. They will just skip that. Yeah, but some are more willing to spend more time preparing. They will read through the email and they will prepare accordingly for their family photos. So, but for the baby's clothing, I supply everything, and it's so fun
0: to shop. Yeah, like, I love shopping. Yeah,
1: you can get <laughs> carried away now. It's uh, Black Friday coming up. Time to oh Uh oh. So how do you handle sessions when the baby refuses to sleep? We try to convince the mom to feed more. That's the best mm-hmm. I can do. Yeah. If not, we'll just try my ass off <laughs> to pat the baby, yeah. put the dummy in, and rock the baby and try to settle on the, on the spots. Yeah, it's kind of all we can do. So how big are your average client calories? In terms of newborn or toddler? Newborn. newborn will be about 30 to 50 depending on if they want to have their family photos family photos would be a bit more average is about let's say 40 40 photos toddlers is a, a lot more because they have different expressions the expressions i keep all the original ones in the whole package as comes as a pack And they pick 15 to 20 as they retouched images.
0: Awesome. Now, do you include prints? Do you do IPS or are you digital model? Yeah,
1: I do prints. I have these prints 5x7 size prints that are just on my desk so I can show the clients the size. 5x7 prints are standard ones that come into the package so they can put up and also remind them to come back to me. They can, of course, customize their sizes and do frames or canvas or larger prints.
0: So let's chat a little bit about building your business on social media and showing up online. So what advice do you have about that?
1: Oh, just to be yourself. (laughs) I'm very authentic. (laughs) I am. You are. You are. (laughs) thank you (laughs) i love that about you
0: (laughs) is that something i really struggle with i really do i feel like i'm always wearing a mask and i i really struggle showing up authentically online so i always admire people that are really unapologetically themselves and you're like this is me and i love it
1: oh yeah you know we get a lot of comments if we being authentic you know people would judge you some people are more mean than others yeah
0: there's some being tr- like there's controls,
1: like yeah those comments yeah. i don't get bothered it's just you have to be confident on yourself and knowing what you're doing people who hate you will hate you or, or no matter what you do but people who like you they will understand you so what kind of content i know some content you think oh it's maybe not inappropriate imp- to put on online but as long as it's judge, it's not offend to your client or in any way or something, you put it up, let people to judge you. Uh, like a speed up. Of your, obviously, the newborn session is a speed up so people think that you are rude to your babies. But of course not. They,
0: they see it and they see the sped up yeah. and they're like, you're shaking the baby. Yeah. You're like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm so, so slow and so gentle. You're like, what you don't understand is yeah. this like, Eight seconds is
1: really 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. <laughs> right? Well, even yeah. three hours condensed yeah. into one minute. <laughs> so, yeah, people will judge you based on that. And you stretch the baby's arm like that. They will say, oh, you are watching the baby. Yeah. yeah. So people will judge you no matter what you do. But we as yeah. a photographer or newborn photographers, we will understand what we're doing is uh, we know what we're doing. Yeah, so just yeah. be authentic and show the true side of your business, your sessions. Let people to to judge. And I also want to have my parents to know beforehand what they are expecting in the studio. It's not always yeah. perfect. There will be tears. That's what they have to get mentally prepared. If they can't handle yeah. that, they have they can find somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> So that saves us a lot yeah. of troubles and hassles and misunderstanding. Yeah, that makes sense. Just knowing that you know
0: your baby eventually like might get frustrated or upset or or frustrated or angry with me. My goal is to be as gentle and get you the best, safest, beautiful photos for your session. Yeah, and communicating that beforehand I think is really important yes. to yeah.
1: session. sessions. I love that. Yeah.
0: So, what's the best piece of business advice you've ever been given?
1: We get confused with a lot of business advisors. I try not to listen to many advisors. (laughs) (laughs) I had a business coach came to my studio a few years back. She was saying that stick to your mind. So whatever you believe in the first few years, stick to that. Don't get confused because somebody else is doing something else and you wanted to try that. And she's saying, like, for example, there's a a photographer can sell canvas for $8,000 for a single piece of canvas. And people are successful in that way. But I can't convince myself to sell that kind of price. So I stick to what I believe, which is to make the session a bit more affordable, whereas not as cheap as some other photographers. I... Try not to let my clients' mind to influence me like how they want all the original files. I don't want to give up all the original files in newborns. So stick to what you believe. They don't need all the original files that they look similar or repetitive. So I only produce about 20 to 40 images for them to choose from. Eventually, they pick around 10 or 15, which is enough. So, believing what you are producing is good for them and good for your business mm. and carry along. Yeah. And don't start your business very cheap. So, don't do your packages like free package or like a $200 session fee or something. And never do fake giveaways. People try to get leads because they, maybe yeah on social media they post free giveaway and they get leads to call up people to come in for a session then try to sell the session with a bigger amount and they get the feeling that they're being fraud so just be yeah. authentic and transparent upfront. I suppose
0: that's good advice
1: so you ready for our lightning round yeah let's go for
0: it okay coffee or tea um both (laughs) both love it most luxurious vacation
1: you've ever been on maybe let's say thailand trip from this year i don't know if you've seen this accidents during yeah yes i I was full poison i saw yeah It was not a pleasant experience. No, you got very sick. I saw that. Yeah, but the trip overall was fantastic. Other than that. Yeah, other than the...
0: So can you share with our listeners what happened to you on your Thailand trip?
1: So it's a family trip. It's a family holiday in July. We went to Bangkok and Phuket. Bangkok was our first stop. We planned to spend about four or five days in Bangkok and then another four or five days in Phuket. So as soon as we arrived, obviously you want to experience the food, the local food. So we rushed into some night markets. We arrived at nighttime, so we rushed into the night markets to experience the food. It's a culture shock, but it's not so much as a... Because I grew up in China. I'm confident to experience exotic food, even from the street. So the first night was okay. Then I got carried away, went on another trip. On the second day, we went to Chinatown to experience some other street food. My husband saw the marinated crab and the raw, raw prawns. So he wanted to try the the marinated crab. I wasn't so much. I'm not a big fan of raw food anyways. So I said, okay, why not? Let's try it. They look really delicious. They look the way, how they present the food. It's just so good. So we had to try it. We brought to the hotel. Me and my husband had, I only had about two or three pieces. He had the rest a lot. (sighs) Then at that night, around 2 or 3 a.m., so about five or six hours later, I started having the tummy pain. I woke up Mm -hmm. and went to the bathroom and tried to throw up, but I couldn't. So I was, like, sitting next to the toilet, and I felt a bit drowsy and a bit uncomfortable in the tummy. Then the next second I woke up and I was laying in the bathroom on the floor and looking at the ceiling, and I was thinking, why am I here? Why am I not sleeping on the bed? My daughter was sleeping with me, and my husband was in another bedroom. So he wasn't around me, so I didn't know what happened, and my daughter didn't wake up. I, I was laying there thinking and trying to rewind. Then I realized I fell, and I, I passed out. Uh, really I was Then uh, still having the pain, so I went to my son's, Bedroom, where my husband was there, and I told him I might, maybe I fainted. I wasn't sure, so I lay there and I'm being pain in the tummy and trying to stir up the second time. Then the next second I woke up. I was in my husband's arms. He was trying to wake me up because I felt unconscious again and I had a seizure. Oh. According to oh him, God. I didn't know. Yeah, so he said you had oh. a seizure. Your eyes were like like that, and you were shaking. For about half a minute, it was the first seizure that I encountered in my whole life. I never had a seizure (gasps) before, so he got scared, called the ambulance. Ambulance arrived. They put me onto the thing before I was carried on transit onto the ambulance. The pandemic. They mentioned you passed out again. You had another episode of seizure, and you were shaking like that. Yeah. This things I didn't know until they told me. I lost conscious for about half a minute or so as soon as I woke up. And I was like seeing all these strange faces and I'm seeing oh, who are they? Where am I? Who am I? What I'm doing yeah. here? So I lost conscious for about half a minute.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. So they put the drip on me and did some scan, didn't get a conclusion, but I was feeling a lot better. So I was discharged on the same day. Wow. Yeah. And have you
0: had any like recurrent since? No, or it were, like, never totally happened fine? again
1: after. Wow. But because of this, I was trying to get the bottom of it. Once I returned, I went to yeah. see a neurologist. I did two MRI and one EEG, the scans. So far, I still haven't got the conclusion yet what causes doctor, seizures. Wow. Because the doctor saying wow. full poisoning can't cause seizure normally it might be something in your brain that is pre-existing already and the food poisoning is That's just that. a trigger. Wow. Now, did your husband get food poisoning too? He did, but only the tummy pain, a bit of um, diarrhea yeah. and all that. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Gosh. So don't eat
0: raw prawns. <laughs> no, not in, <laughs> in Thailand. <Bali>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah gosh well I'm glad you're okay but I saw
1: that I was like oh my goodness well but other than that the overall trip was fine so I was only down for a day and a half and I'm a fighter I'm a warrior yeah you are a little warrior the next day I I woke up and I'm fine I'm happy I'm here I wanted to enjoy let's go to another place to have some other food (laughs) (laughs) I love it so speaking of food, what do you like to cook the most? I love cooking. I used to love cooking maybe baking a bit more than cooking because I like those little dessert and what is presentable, yeah. those little things that like, look like really nice. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah and some yeah, little cakes yeah. or even pieces of uh, dessert. But not now. Unfortunately, I don't have time to cook now. I just get... <laughs> So Those frozen food and just throw in yep. the microwave <laughs> and heat up. That's all the way to go. Busy mom has got to do it somehow. Yes, exactly. Yep. So, what was your favorite show as, as a kid? My favorite show. They are not in English. I grew up in, in China. China yeah. yeah, my TV shows were in Chinese. I didn't get TV until oh. I was about seven or eight, school age. Before the school age, there was no TV. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, my TV shows are in Chinese. I don't even know how to say in English. Yeah. yeah course, <laughs> no you know, those monkeys and the legendary monkey thing. Have you heard of it? The, the monkey, no. the pig. And there's four that went to India for a, the monks. Do you know that one? It's quite famous. No. The, the Monkey King. I don't know that one. Monkey King, have no, you, you heard? No, mm. okay. I'm going to Google that though. I love it.
0: Yeah, Google that, yeah. So what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were a kid?
1: As a fashion designer. Oh. Yeah, before that I tried, I liked being a model because you'll get access to different clothing. I love fashion yeah related things that I realized my body shape wasn't perfect. I wasn't being able to uh, be a model in my body shape. So I uh, changed, I moved on to a fashion designer who still mm-hmm. get access to some fashion related stuff. So yeah, a fashion designer. I still like fashion design now. I love seeing fashion shows and those things. Yeah. yeah and how to style myself that. and everybody else. Yeah. I love that.
0: What advice would you give to someone who is just starting out in photography?
1: Starting out, just be confident and yeah, try to have belief in yourself. You can get it and you can have clients, of course. There's some days, some downs and some ups. So up and down is very normal in whichever phase of your business. Even now, we go through up and downs some downtime, we don't have many clients, whereas uptime, you are busy like 21 days, which is where I'm doing now, and 21 days, no break. So yeah, it's just living in yourself and try to be bold at the same time too. Mm. You want to take your step forward. Don't get scared because you might encounter some troubles or something along the way, but don't get scared because of that. I started my studio from my home So move on to the granny flat, which is a one-bedroom. Before that, I was questioning myself: Do I really need to? Do I have to? Do I want to? So if I want to, I move. You know, there's of course the overhead, the rentals, and all those expenses are there, no matter where if you have clients or not. So just be bold, take the challenges. If there's not much you can lose. All you could lose is when you try yourself for one year. If it doesn't work out, you can always come back. Yeah, so that's how I grow my business up to now. I moved on to this commercial buildings, which I own now. That's great. So, where can our listeners learn more from you? Well, they can follow me on social media, of course, on Instagram. If they want to learn the newborn photography, anything related to business and newborns, they can come to my workshops, either online or in person. I have in-person workshops next year in March in America and in Japan too. I love that.
0: And you're going to be teaching for the Online Newborn Retreat. Yes. So
1: can you share a little bit about what you're going to be teaching? Oh, I'm so excited. You know, I only just did the day before yesterday. I shot the film. so I was editing the video yesterday and, yeah, looking at the in-home photo shoot. It's going to be very applicable for a lot of aspiring photographers. I started my photography business as a travel photographer to travel to a client's home to do the thing. So I was throwing a lot of tricks how to use minimal items, minimal props, and use what they have in their home, even within a very small bedroom space, to shoot your newborn photos and make it work and look like the studio shoot.
0: So I'd love to end my interviews just with this last question, and it is, what are you currently curious about or artistically
1: curious about? Curious about? I, I'm curious about everything, but the most... that <laughs> <Same. laughs> like I'm always keeping my eyes on some artistic, yeah, art-related things. The one that I'm putting on the most is videos, not just short videos and some commercials too, and uh, how yeah. to grow and help people to grow on their social media, yeah. Okay. So some, you know, it's a, it's a video era now. It sure yeah, is. So I'm trying to improve my editing technique and some uh, filming techniques and so all those kind of video related techniques love that well Sissy thank you so much for joining me today yeah thank you Lisa for this invitation and yeah and also for Milky Way newborn retreat I'm so excited yeah I'm also happy to see some other photographers work too I learned so much from the last year's newborn retreat from others as a teacher yeah and a student I
0: learned so much every time yeah so it's always something new to learn Oh, my beautiful friends, thank you so much for joining me today. I love this conversation. I hope you did just as much as I did. I am sending you so much of my light and my love today and every single day. I will see you next time.